0: This is the Health, Hope and Healing podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when he dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in And maybe it's time to step up. Hi everyone, Dr. Kyra Gutierrez here. And today I'm sharing a podcast with you that can really be applied to all of us. It's about how to calm down an overstimulated ADHD kid. But honestly, these strategies and techniques can be used for all of us. And here in the middle of the heat of the summer in North Texas, we're just kind of done. Everyone's done. Everyone has this weird bronchitis thing going on. There's a stomach virus hitting through some of the camps that I'm hearing about. All of the schedules are shot. People are starting to look at school supplies. It's coming. We can feel the change of season with school starting again, coming soon, but it's not quite here. And it's very, very easy to have an overstimulated kid just because we're all tired. And it just makes me laugh about the change in season. We're so ready for summer and now we're starting to get ready for not to be summer. So anyway, I find that just ironic about how Wishy-washy, we as a people can be. So, I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have questions about any of the techniques I talk about—the um, sensory deprivation, the essential oil use, the acupressure points, any of it—make sure and reach out and let me know, and I'd be happy to get you more resources. ADHD. The diagnosis comes with all sorts of stigmas and cringy beliefs about how life is going to be. Chaos, clutter, striving, just barely surviving. Our culture tells us this is the way for an ADHD family. It's gonna be hard, but let me tell you, there's a lot more available for you and your student. As parents, we need resources and support, tools in our tool belt for handling situations and challenges in our own home, in real time, in ways our kids actually respond to. We don't need to wait for appointments. What are we gonna do in the moment? Second Timothy 1.7 says that God has given us a sound mind and I believe that promises for us and for our children. So join me here for conversations about natural alternative support you can implement with your ADHD kiddo. As parents, we're called to parent more than just behavior and academics. We cultivate children's spirit, their creativity, their mind, their body, It's a lot, and you need the support just as much as they do. My mission is to help you stop the chaos, reclaim your kid's childhood, and nourish your whole kid. I'm Dr. Kyra Monroe Gutierrez, and this is the Holistic ADHD Parent Podcast. Hi, everybody. Dr. Kyra Gutierrez here, and today I want to talk to you about overstimulation of your kid and how to calm it down. Now, I'm assuming since you're here on the podcast listening to me that you probably are a parent and that your child is old enough to have a neuro challenge um, diagnosis, or at least you suspect they have a neuro challenge. So you lived through the preschool years. So I'm pretty sure you know what preschool overstimulation looks like. And in an older child or an adolescent, honestly, it's not that different. So you're looking at symptoms like extreme grouchiness and no um, impulse control. <laughs> That's a real hard one to pinpoint. When is it normal problems with impulse control and when is it is overstimulated Problems with impulse control, but it is there. It can look like uh, brain fog. There again, that can be a tricky one. It can look like insomnia or sleeping too much or crying for no reason. It can look like hormone imbalance. It can look like just there's there's so many things it can look like. You really have to know your kid, and you have to consider where they are, what's going on. If they had a super late night because they're playing ball and the game lasted double header and they had to be up the next morning for school and they're complete crank, you know, they're overstimulated and under under rested, you know, if they come back from the grandparent's house and they've eaten crap all weekend long and sugar overload and nothing but gluten heaven, yum, right? You know, they're going to be overstimulated. If you're coming out of the holiday season and you were at some event that was really loud or lots of lights or what, I mean, you've got to look in context. That's what I wanted to say there. That's the concise. You need to look at the context so that you can hopefully manipulate the context to not let that happen very often because it's not good for your kid to be overstimulated. stimulated. Their nervous system is sensitive, <clears throat> excuse me. And I'm still draining from all of that COVID stuff, y'all. Sorry. Their nervous system is still sensitive and you have to vigilantly protect that so that they can function optimally. That's really what we want for them. We don't want them to be robots. We don't want them to behave the perfect specific way we have set out. We want them to be individual. We want them to be creative. We want them just to do the best that they can. And not to sound cliche about that, we really want them to operate at their full potential. And to do that, sometimes you have to say no to the sleepover. My kids will tell you that in their lifetime, they've maybe been to one to two sleepovers. My daughter, maybe three. It doesn't happen for a lot of different reasons. I made that decision a long time ago and I stand by it strongly. But what I would allow them to do is have what we call a nap over. They could go to their friend's house, take their sleeping bag, take their PJs, stay up late at midnight. I'm coming to get you because I know from experience, nothing good happens after midnight. And in the girl realm, everyone's fighting and there are hearts broken and there are, there's just nothing good. Nothing good happens after midnight. And so I would come and get them bring them home and let them sleep the whole night in their bed. So the next morning, they weren't completely zonked and it didn't ruin our weekend. It didn't ruin anything. They just had a late night and that was fine. But overstimulation can come from all kinds of different things. Travel is a big one. Changing their environment as far as their room or their school schedule can be very, um, very hard on their sensitive systems. So what do you do? What do you do when they're in crisis and they are falling apart, melting down, and you're at camp with them? Or you're at the grandparent's house and they don't have a lot of patience with the ADHD, kid with no impulse control. What do you do? What do you do when you're just exhausted at the end of a week and you just wanted a quiet night? Let me, uh, you might want pencil and paper for this. Let me share with some things you do. The first thing you do is maybe some tapping. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look back through the podcast because I did a whole podcast on it. And I offered, if you sent me your email, I would email you a video on how to tap correctly. Tapping calms the nervous system. It changes your body's response to the stimulus. It's amazing. It is not new age. It is not witchcraft. It is acupressure. It is rewiring your body's nerves to calm down and it's, it's phenomenal. Another thing you could do, um, sensory deprivation. That also is a podcast that I did. I will reference these podcasts in the show notes, by the way, if you don't want to search through, just click on the show notes and I'll have them listed there for you. I will go back and do that for me writing it down now. <clears throat> so sensory deprivation could be floating in the pool, floating in an Epsom salt bath, turning down the lights, warm towel on your face over your eyes, whatever that works for your environment. And your kid, you can take, if y'all are at family camp, you can take a hand towel and get it ringing wet with hot water and gently put it on their face and let them chill out with their eyes closed, you know, wrap it around where they can still breathe out of their nose and mouth, but their eyes are covered, the heat's on their face, and they just lay there and relax for a minute. If you can't get them to relax, even just a shower, change the environment. Get in the pool, get in the car, change the environment. It changes the kid every time. When that stimulus shifts or the environment shifts, the kid will shift too. Watch their blood sugar. If you have no idea what they ate today or they didn't eat at all, you need some things in your pantry that you can turn to that have a low glycemic index. Uh, glycemic index is actually the indicator of how much insulin your body produces in response to that food. You need something with protein, low glycemic index to balance out their blood sugar. If you don't know what to do, my go-to is always um, some sort of nut butter, either sunflower seed butter or almond butter or peanut butter, or whatever I had in the house, cashew, you know, there's a million kinds now. Uh, that would be my go-to and I would have my daughter go get in the shower because she was really upset or really dramatic or something was wrong and I would scoop up you know the peanut butter almond butter and I would put in a spoon and I would like put it through the sh- the shower curtain say here try this I don't want that I know you don't want that baby I just just try it anyway just take what well, just please just eat this please and she would normally and she'd come out of the shower, you know, in a few minutes and she would have calmed down and the shower would have helped and her body would have relaxed and the blood sugar would have calmed and she'd snuggle up next to me and apologize for being such a crankpot. pot. It works very well. <clears throat> you can also do essential oils. Now I was talking to a client this week and she was telling me how much she did not believe in essential oils. That's Okay. You don't have to believe in them for them to work. And do you remember that when you put the key in your car and turn the engine on, or you push the button because you know, this is 2022 and a lot of cars have just the push button thing. You don't have to understand what happens in the engine to know that it turns on and takes you where you need to go. You don't have to understand why essential oils work, but they do. And using them, if you're not, you're losing a huge priority and a huge opportunity. There are oils that are calming. There are oils that are invigorating. There are oils that are restful. There are some that help you focus. Oils need to be a part of your everyday, not just occasional. And if you've tried them before and they didn't work for you, you need to keep trying. You need to try a different one. You need to keep at it. And for more than one or two tries, I'm talking about like one or two months, and then look back and see the difference. Another thing for sensory calming is music. Music is huge. Even if your kids don't want to hear it in the background, calm music, the binary notes in it, the different tempos, they have an effect on the brain. And I mean, scientifically, you can't deny this stuff. There are lots of options and lots of opportunities like that for you to calm their system down. Retaliating and being reactive and yelling back and melting back at them just ramps them up. So I beg you, please don't engage. When you see your kid flying off the handle, the worst thing you can do is take the authoritarian and fly off the handle too. Because now they just made you crazy and they know they can, and you gave them all of the power and all the control in the relationship. So let me just encourage you, make sure you're taking care of yourself so that when you encounter an overstimulated kid, you have the bandwidth to not freak out, to not retaliate, to not respond in a way that just makes the whole situation worse. And I know I am preaching to the choir on that self care for parents is huge because if we're not taking care of ourselves, how can we possibly take care of them and do it well and do it with integrity and do it with intention and do it with, um, honest, ethical love, just loving them enough to do the hard work with them for them and stick to our guns. So, you can do this you're doing it now you are doing such a great job as a parent you're here listening to me talk about how to take better care natural care of your kid proves that you're doing a good job and that you really want this for your child and I'm I'm really proud of that I'm proud of you and I'm very grateful that you include me in that process thank you for listening we speak health, hope, and healing over you For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.